Hey Benji. Yes. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Because mine's Teen Beach movie. Mine is also Teen Beach movie. It's Christmas. Didn't we do this last time? Okay. For 99, that was a Christmas movie. This actually releases on Christmas. Well, no, I'm saying we did this a year ago. Oh, for did our we? last podcast that was near Christmas. What was our last Christmas movie? Uh, I'd have to. We can figure it out. Oh, Starstruck. It was Starstruck. Starstruck. Definitely a Christmas movie. So, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Every year you should watch Starstruck and Teen Beach movie. One of those is significantly better than the other. They're definitely not both. Over the summer, that would be crazy. They're definitely not, not both really like explicitly beach movies. Welcome, everybody, to the Decom Dual Podcast. I'm Benji. I'm Kelsey. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, if you're everyone. Watching live. Or by live, if you're I mean, listening to it today, and today happens to be Christmas. Yes. It doesn't have to be the day that this releases. It could just be any Christmas. Any Christmas. And if it's not Christmas, or you don't celebrate, well, I hope you're having a good day, too. Yeah. We're having a good day, because we get to talk about Teen Beach Movie. Heck, yeah. This movie slaps. This movie is good. <laughs> it's good. We're this excited is... about this one. Um, to not bury the lead at all, this is one of the only films that I have unironically recommended to people that are decoms. It's like genuinely good. And it's one of the it's one of like maybe the only one that is fully unironic. Like I enjoyed this unironically. Yeah. Where other ones I think are good, even unironically, I wouldn't recommend them to people. This one I have, like mm-hmm. I actually have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, Teen Beach movie. Love it. It's a good time. Heck I yeah. have a smile on my face the entire runtime, except for like the first 10 minutes and like the last five. But who cares about that? Yeah. It's just those are just necessary little plot points. Yep. The core of the movie is when they're in the fake movie. And yeah. that is all so good. Like mm-hmm. genuinely. Which we'll get to all that. But yeah. Yeah, generic thoughts is we're both very pro Teen Beach movie. Yes. You came onto this podcast looking for us to hate on Teen Beach movie. Stay and get yourself educated. I feel like I don't hear anyone really hate on Teen Beach movie. Like, I think the general public is like, yeah, actually, this movie is good. Because I think if you hate on it, you hate on it for the same reason you hate on any other decom. And if you look at it just as being a Disney Channel original movie, it's so much less offensive yeah like offensively bad cringy or anything the entire movie it's a shocking how much it gets away with it the entire movie is like acting like it's in on the joke it yeah. says i'm a decom i'm not going to be great i'm going to be rough around the edges in certain places i'm going to be hamstrung by budget issues i'm going to have a very simple plot but it's funny yeah, because they it's lean like leaning into, into it. it they lean into all of the silliness and the tropes because that's the whole point. It's it's like a play on like a parody. Yeah. Um. We'll get more into it when the, we're talking about the film itself. But like, it's a parody movie of a parody movie of a genre that is already just like easy fun. Yeah. So it is entirely just saying, hey, take ninety minutes of your life, 
Don't need to worry about too much. Enjoy some cheap laughs and enjoy like a fun little concept without that much stress. I feel like you can tell too that at least this is my perspective. It looks like the actors are having so much fun. Mm -hmm. Just like playing into all of the tropes and being so silly. So specific. They're one dimensional by choice. Yeah. That makes sense. Because even though the characters aren't one dimensional, it all everyone is like hamming it up. Yeah, it looks like they're having so much fun. Yeah. And it just makes it eat, like that much more enjoyable. That looks like everyone's just having a blast. You just want to be there. Yeah, you just want to be in that environment, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so we don't have fan mail. We well, haven't had fan mail in a while, but that's trying to have We have some text. Oh, that we could you're right. It. Okay, hold on. We got some text from Ben. Y'all remember Ben. He was on the Prom Pack Prom Pact and Kim Possible. Yes, the live action Kim Possible. Live action Kim Possible. Okay, so this was regarding our Naughty 9 episode, which we didn't read it last episode because Can of Worms was recorded before Naughty 9 was recorded. Yes. So a little late, but hey, it's Christmas. Let's talk about the Naughty 9 a little bit more. Um, Ben had some notes about our commentary. Mm -hmm. Uh, One, he said, I can't believe you didn't talk about Dolce's archery kit. It came with only two arrows, which is so weird. That is such a good call out. We should have caught that. We should have caught that. We literally only had two arrows. Honestly, it's like the worst archery kit ever. And it's it's like toy arrows. Someone's getting a pet boa constrictor. Someone's getting like a full next gen gaming console. Yeah. Dolce's getting a bow. A cheap toy bow, not an actual bow. Yeah, it was not a real bow. It was a real shitty bow. Two arrows, and he said that's so weird because the arrows are not the difficult thing to make, and the arrow holster was so empty compared to all the other amazing Christmas gifts. I was shocked at how crummy an archery was. Every, every other gift was good. Yeah, um, he said when I mentioned Santa giving birth to a snake out of his bussy, that was dumb. It obviously would have been a C section for claws section. <laughs> This is why we need Ben to like uh, sideline analysis on each of these. We need him to like give us his thoughts. <laughs> these are good pieces of info we needed to have in the podcast. Um, and lastly, again, us messing up the uh, representation in the last few decoms. He reminded us that Prom Pact had a lesbian representation with the guidance counselor. Yes. Which I did forget. Yeah. It, well, you don't see her wife on screen. She's on the phone with her wife. Yeah. But yeah, we forgot about that one. It's more representation than Step Dave and Underwraps one of the remake. So yeah. I, well, it's about the same. Yeah. It's like mentioned one time. I think it's mentioned a couple times and back but like regardless it's not mentioned much but yeah. it absolutely is a thing and there's other gay rep in that movie too yeah all right cool thank you ben for thank sending you ben. us your thoughts on 99 if anybody wants to send your thoughts on any decom we talk about uh you can email us at the decom duo at gmail.com um if you know us personally i guess you can text us too yeah. <laughs> um just let us know if you want us to read it or not and Otherwise, it can be about any decom, even if we're not covering it for a while. If you just have a thought you want to get out there, we can save it. Or if it's about something that we've already done, we can just talk about it anyways. We like hearing from you all. Yeah. 
All right. Are you ready to get into the factos? I am ready. I got home from work while Kelsey was finishing up the factos, and she led me on about how amazing they were. So I'm excited to hear some of these. There's some fun stuff in here that I was not expecting. So, um, all right. Decom Duo factos. Teen Beach Movie was released July 19th, 2023. Oh my gosh, not this year. Oh my god, it's so new. Let me so start new. over. <laughs> Let me start over. Teen Beach Movie was released July 19th, 2013. It is the 92nd DCOM. Woohoo, pretty late. I mean, it's crazy that like by 2013 they already had 90. It just shows you how cooking they were in the beginning yeah they were in real like cooking late in the 90s thousands. early zeros they yeah. were really getting really like cooking. 10 a year it definitely slowed down uh the director is jeffrey hornaday hornaday yeah he also directed teen beach 2 which is the sequel to this movie we're not talking about the sequel today we have strong opinions on teen beach 2 yes we do but we're not talking we're not about, those talk today. about them today Team Beach One definitely stands on its own. Yeah, it I like to pretend. I like to pretend that Team Beach One didn't have a single. Yeah, spoiler alert: where our strong opinions on Team Beach Two are not trending positive. Yeah, they're trending negative. Um, we will talk about that then, and how it recontextualizes a lot about Team Beach One. You can watch Team Beach One and never watch Team Beach Two and die happy. And be like completely fine. You're not missing any sort of thing. So we're just going to talk about Team Beach 1 being Team Beach 1. Yeah. So Jeffrey Hornaday directs Team Beach 2. He also directed Geek Charming, which is another decom that we have not covered yet. Okay, kind of a weird one, I feel like, in addition to the Team Beaches. Yeah, he has one good movie. <laughs> <laughs> he also has done some other stuff, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. So. All right, let's get into our cast. Mac, our main girl Mac, is played by Maya Mitchell. Maya Mitchell. She is in Teen Beach 2, duh. Uh, she had a pretty big role on The Fosters, which I'm pretty sure was an ABC family. Yeah, that was an ABC family yeah. show. I'm pretty sure my sister watched that. I did not watch it. I only watched Switch at Birth. You are currently watching Switch <laughs> hey, at Birth. Hey, yeah, I am. I'm rewatching it. Whoops. Um, Nowadays, she's in a show called The Artful Dodger. Oh, I think that's because the Artful Dodger is like the famous character from, um, what's his name? The author, uh, J.D. Salinger's. Oh, book. that's like the main character. Okay. Why am I blanking on the book name? I don't know. He's I don't like know a, it. One, he's a one book wonder. <laughs> um, how did I get J.D. Catcher in the Rye? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I never read Catcher in the Rye. Neither did I. That's okay. part of the reason why. Yeah. Oh, don't know why I got JD. I guess because of the BoJack. BoJack. <laughs> uh, this is going places. We don't need to talk about all of that. But uh, I think I have heard of that show. The guy, uh, Arful Dodger. Mm. I don't know anything about it, but like, I think I've heard of it. My Mitchell's in it. Um. Okay. So this is crazy. This was my discovery. I don't remember if we discovered this before and I just forgot about it. Maya Mitchell was going to star in a show called Zombies and Cheerleaders, which is literally Zombies, the DCOM, oh, but yeah, a show. Zombies, the DCOM, 
it was started be a as show. like a show concept. I didn't remember if we knew that or not. I don't not. think we remember that Maya Mitchell was. No, okay, so Maya Mitchell would have been Addison. Luke Benward would have been Zed. That, if you know Kelsey, she loves We've her already watched Girl vs. Monster. They know I love Luke Benward. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert for our zombies episode. We have a lot of positive things to say about the actress for Addison, Meg Donnelly. I think... Imagine the best of both worlds of Meg Donnelly, Luke Benward's oh my God. zombies. Milo Manheim oh, Milo did a really did great in zombies. Like, I... This would have been so interesting. It would have been a TV show. Yeah. Imagine the alternate universe where Addison and Zed are we probably Maya Mitchell and Luke it. Benward. We wouldn't. We probably wouldn't have watched it ever. No. I'm assuming it would have been a musical show. I would assume because those are both singers. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, it would have been in 2012, which was a year before this movie. Inter- so they've been. They were sitting on the zombies concept for a while. For a while, because that came out in like what 2016 or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, zombies did, and then obviously recast like Maya Mitchell, Luke Benward, all the other kids Every, everyone recast because they're too old yeah that makes sense and like looking through like all of the character names are the same and everything like i guess it was just scrapped zombies was 2018 release oh wow so five no six years six years they were like fumbling around with this concept, concept and it took that long to make something out of it and then they got a whole trilogy made yeah wow it's crazy absolutely crazy okay moving on Brady is played by Ross Lynch. Pretty big name there, at least for Disney Channel. He, yeah, I'll let you get through the fact before <laughs> saying my piece. <laughs> yeah. He's in Teen Beach 2, duh. He starred in the Disney Channel show Austin and Allie, which was fairly big. A little after our time, but yeah, it was, it a was big pretty show. big. Yeah. Um, He was in My Friend Dahmer playing Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, he had a cameo in Muppets Most Wanted, <laughs> and apparently, um, he was in Kids Bop as a kid. Like that makes sense. Up and coming, he was in Kids Bop. Yeah. Um, and lately, he has like a music career mm-hmm. that we don't follow, but you know, I, I think there's still time for Ross Lynch to have a very successful career. So I don't want to write this off. I feel like he's. I felt like. He was destined for bigger than what he currently is, even though he's still like a big enough name. And yeah. I still think he could get there. He's a good he, talent. Yes. But like, I also feel like he's kind of cookie cutter, if that makes sense. He's a big cookie cutter, but I also think that might be typecasting. But I less mean, we like, didn't see him in like Jeffrey Dahmer, my friend Dahmer. He's not like a Zac Efron where it's like, oh, he's good looking. And not that Ross Lynch is bad looking, but you know, he's not like that. You're kind of stereotypical like jock. Mm-hmm. character he's more like indie yeah but a good dancer and singer if that makes sense so all i'm saying is i will not be surprised if in 10 years ross lynch has like an austin butler type revival yeah mm-hmm. where sometimes you just need that one role that one successful casting and your entire vision as like an actor or an artist it's just really expanded. And you just become Elvis. Yes. Forever. And you speak like that forever. forever. Your voice is stuck like that. Forever. Um, I forgot to I saw this one like YouTube clip of this movie he was in with um Olivia Holt. Is that her name? Who's in Girl vs. Monster? 
he was in some movie with her and he sang a Bruno Mars song in the cafeteria. I don't know what movie it was. I just saw the YouTube because I was like, This Ross is our Lynch. level of factos. Ross we saw a YouTube clip of a movie and we don't know what it is. I don't remember is. the movie, but or Ross the song Lynch being sung. Ross Lynch and Olivia Holt were in a movie. <laughs> okay. I just forgot about it. What Tell I was doing us about this. it. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Layla is played by Grace Phipps, who now goes by Grace Gillum, probably because she got married. Very probably. Um, she's in Teen Beach too. Duh. She apparently was in Vampire Diaries. I think in like some later seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I didn't watch Vampire Diaries. People love Vampire Diaries, and by people, I mean some people. Um, she's done a fair bit of small like TV guest roles. Nothing huge. She hasn't really had her big break, you know. I mean, maybe Team Beach was it. Team Beach Two, she was arguably the main character. Yeah, for real. But we're not. But we're not about talking about Team Beach Two. But I feel like that's relevant to say. She's a big character in this one too. Like, yeah. Um, lately she's in a show called Z Nation, not and not she that. was in a movie that came out this year, twenty twenty three. It's called Murder at the Murder Mystery Party. So okay. I, I see what they're going for there. Yeah. So still, still there. Yeah, still doing. She's stuff. trying. I feel 2013, like 2013. So like it's ten years, and these were people who were kids when they're acting. So this is like their theoretical primes of their careers. That yeah, talking about. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Tanner. He is played by Garrett Clayton. He is in Teen Beach too. Duh. Uh, he was in five episodes of The Fosters. Which we know Maya Mitchell's in, so oh my god. That could be their connection, considering ABC is a Disney product. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he was in Hairspray Live as Link. Okay. So good for him. I'm pretty sure Vanessa Hutchins is in that one. No. She was in Greece. Sorry. All Hairspray Live. <laughs> Hairspray Live had Dove Cameron. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Um, he's done like some small movies and projects here and there. Uh, he apparently has a podcast called A Gay in the Life. Oh, gay. Yeah, it's about being gay. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. And he was in three episodes of Fairly Odd Parents, Fairly Odd. I remember when I brought that up during the Naughty Nine because one of the kids was in it. Yeah, that's something. Ooh, Ooh. crazy. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Seacat is played by Jordan Fisher. I've been so excited to talk about Jordan Fisher. It's kind of crazy how excited Kelsey has been. She would say this, and Jordan Fisher's not even a big role in but this he, movie. No, not in this movie. He has a definitely a bigger role in the second movie, but still not huge. I yeah. He doesn't really have a decom. No. But he's been around Disney Channel. So first off, he's in Team Beach 2. Duh. Uh he was in Live and Maddie mm-hmm. as Holden, who was like the main love interest. Yeah, Liv's main love interest. And that's kind of it for Disney Channel, which is crazy. But lately in Disney, he was in Turning Red at in the uh Four Town, the yeah, boy band. The he he was band, the main town. guy. He was Robert. So all those like amazing vocals, that was Jordan Fisher. Killing it. Absolutely killing it. Um Going back, he was in Grease Live as Duty. Probably with Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was also in Rent Live as Mark, who is the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in To All the Boys P.S. I Still Love You. 
That's the second one. I have no idea. I believe. I have not watched any of them. Talking actually. People on the people watching the podcast are just gonna be floored by the fact that you've not watched any of it to all the boys I love before. Why? Because it feels like you would have. Well, I haven't. Um, he was apparently a few voices in She-Ra. Okay. Which I know a lot of people like that show. Um in Broadway, he has starred in Hamilton as John Lawrence mm-hmm. slash Philip, you know. Um, also, he starred in Dear Evan Hansen as Dear. Evan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, currently, he is starring in Hades Town in the main role. Mm-hmm. And what has resurfaced on the internet, mainly on TikTok, is where I've seen it. Back in his Disney Channel days, he was in Disney's Circle of Stars, Do You Want to Build a Snowman, where they took a bunch of the Disney kids. Think of, think like Friends for think Change. Think we are all the, we are the world. <laughs> what was the one that they did, though, for like Disney Channel, but back when like Sweet Life is and Cody? It's days. just We Are the World. Everyone, every charity yeah. song sounds like We Are the World. Yeah. They did, uh, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? And Jordan Fisher iconically did the little ad libs for the Elsa please I know you're in there he goes I know you're in there people are asking where you been like he absolutely killed it and people are like oh my god Jordan Fisher I would like to point out we've talked about Jordan Fisher more than he's in the movie yeah he is like not really in this movie at all he just really wanted to talk about him is how to talk about him. this yeah. he the only other movie he's in is TV True. And why not just talk about him now? He's Sea Cat. <laughs> he doesn't have any like. He has lines, but like. He has lines. He doesn't have any like vocal moments in any of the songs, really. He's just one of the guys. Yeah. But he's there. He's like the right hand man of Yeah. So that's Jordan Fisher. Next, we have Butchie, who is like the head biker guy. Mm-hmm. He's played by John DeLuca. He is in Team Beach 2, duh. Whoa. Uh, Everyone par- comes back for Team Beach 2. Yeah. Except for, like, the villains. Yeah, but why would the villains come yeah. back? Um, apparently, he was in General Hospital. Okay. Yeah. He was also going to be in Zombies and Cheerleaders. He was going to play Bucky. I feel like him being Bucky could be fun. That would be kind of fun. Is that crazy? It's crazy how many of these characters were like already well formed. So it would have been my Mitchell. It would just been John a team DeLuca. beach reunion. Except for Luke Benward. Yeah, Luke Benward also thrown on there. That's it absolutely blew my mind. Um, he was in one episode of Words of the Weirdly Place in one episode of Jesse, and he's just done some small stuff outside of that. Kind of yeah. Small actor, not too much to so. say. Next, we have Chi-Chi, who is one of the biker girls, the one with the really tall hair. She's played by Chrissy Fit. She's in He Beach 2, duh. Um, she's in Pitch Perfect 2 and 3 as Flo, which is just the girl that they, like, added on to the Barn and Bellas in 2 and 3 and made a character. Yeah. More so than, like, the other girls that were in Barn and Bellas that aren't really characters. They just said, okay, you're graduated to being having, like, three lines. Well, she wasn't in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, we need another Barn Bella, I guess. Uh, She was also in Milo's Murphy's Law, Mm -hmm. apparently. And also in General Hospital. I mean, General Hospital is just 
big. Yeah. And a lot of people are in it because it's very easy to be in general. I was probably in general hospital at some point. One of the babies or something. Yeah. All right. Now, finally, we're going to go to our villains of the movie, the movie within the movie. Uh, Lay Camembert is played by Steve Valentine. Hmm. That name sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. He is in Avalon High and Don't Look Under the Bed, which we've already covered. And he's in Where There's a Waverly Place, the movie. That's the last movie we have to cover that he's, he's in. He's the villain in all in of all them. In all of them. And this one. Yes. So he's just typecast as DCOM villain. He's in four, four DCOMs, DCOMs, which is like genuinely, he's like one of five people. That's a lot, especially for an adult. And it's not like he's minor roles in these, actually. Like, this is his no, smallest well, role. No. Don't look under the bed. It's definitely his smallest role. He doesn't even talk in that one. He just is the boogeyman. Okay, but the boogeyman is a foreboding character. Yeah, right? but you see his face like twice, maybe. Yeah. I guess he talks once. Like he it's talks, really not. He talks long. in like riddles. This as well. is definitely a bigger role than the boogeyman and don't look under the bed. Okay. I would say. But um, Avalon High and Wizards are definitely like the the biggest. I would say. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we've talked about him before. Um. I think the most in Avalon High because that was the first time we talked about him. So if you want to know more about Steve Valentine, listen to that episode or do your own research, I guess. Finally, we have Dr. Fusion is played by Kevin Chamberlain. He was in Jesse, the Disney Channel show, of course. Um, So it's kind of crazy that like he hasn't had any huge roles, but I feel like everyone knows who he is. He was um, Papa in Papa's Best Sauce, but that's more of a cameo because oh. he kind of dies real quick. Oh, my God. Except when he comes back in the sky. Yes. Like, when he has his Mufasa moment. That was pretty iconic. Um, but he's done a lot of small roles and a good bit of stage work, actually. Mm -hmm. So he's done, like, a bunch of Broadway, and he was in the original cast of Seussical. Which I oh. thought was fun. Yeah. And of course, he was in the TikTok Ratatouille musical special. He was Gusto in that, which was iconic. Kevin Chamberlain. We always have appreciated him. We're a fan of his work. We didn't even watch Jesse. Yeah, didn't even watch Jesse, but he's pretty beloved. All right. Now for our fun facts. Fun fact one. Teen Beach Movie is the only DCOM that was released in 2013. That's pretty cool. Just the fact that out of all years, this is definitely the one with the highest quality of average DCOM. <laughs> the one was so good. And it's crazy because like 2012 had like at least four DCOMs and then 2014 had a few also. It, what was it about 2013 that there was just one DCOM? Well, Cloud9 released January of 2014. So like that's, that's pretty still close. 2014. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like that delayed a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Finally, I saw on Wikipedia that Teen Beach Movie was the third decom that was filmed in Puerto Rico. Whoa! Can you, can you guess what the first two are? I definitely saw that on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> it's Princess Protection Program and Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie. So Selena Gomez has been to Puerto Rico multiple times for filming. 
Okay. <laughs> She's probably been there multiple times outside of filming, I'm just, too. I meant for decoms. <laughs> Come on. We're not talking about her personal life. Yeah, she's not done anything in porn, right? Just her early work on Barney. Yeah, yep, that's it, for All sure. Right. Um. Okay, you ready for the Disney Plus description? Give me the DPD. Why do you call it that? Because I like acronizing things. <laughs> Is that not the acronym? Is it acronymizing? <laughs> yes. That acronymizing. That. That's way easier worse. to say. Acronymizing. Yeah. I hate that. Cowabunga. Catch a perfect wave of fun in the sun. Splash with excitement, surprises, and budding romance. Life's a beach for surfers Brady, Rosslyn, and Mackenzie, Maya Mitchell, until a rogue wave magically transports them inside the classic 60s beach party flick wet side story where a full-blown rivalry between bikers and surfers threatens to erupt there amidst a sea of surfing singing and dancing brady and mac accidentally change the storyline and the film's dreamy hero and heroine fall for them instead of for each other can our heroes get the plot back on track or will they be trapped forever Overflowing with hilarious comedy and high-energy musical numbers, Teen Beach Movie makes it an endless summer all year round, all year long, including Christmas. It's that last line really turns it from a pretty long but fine description to they definitely just put like the press promo, copy and paste it. Oh my god, it was this description is way too long and full of so much fluff. It, there is not not much in there. It's a bad. Disney How many Plus adjectives can you fit in one sentence? Like oh. a lot. Like yeah, it said the plot, but also it said a lot more. <laughs> so whatever, it's just cringe. Unlike the movie, the movie's good. The description is not. But whatever. Well, speaking of the movie, you ready to jump in? Let's Team Beach movie it. <laughs> Let's Team Beach this movie. Let's Team Beach this movie. So we open up on the beach. Whoa. Whoa, there's a beach in this? Yeah. And there's a song playing in the background. This song is called Oxygen, and it is sung by Maya Mitchell. And for some, it's it's not a good song. For some reason, they auto-tuned her pretty hard. Something I did find out, this is not an original for the film. It's a cover. Oh, really? Yeah. That's it is Maya Mitchell singing, but it's a cover. It's a cover. Of, like... A not big song, but well, that's it, why a like we would not be commenting on this song at all, like good or bad or anything. We would just be like, "Oh, that's your standard intro." As they surf both, yeah, it's it doesn't really matter since it's a cover. Can I not count it in my like master list of decom songs? I think I would cover it because it's still in like the soundtrack and everything but your it's your call yeah i don't know i've always counted it it's just like ranked super low because i think it sucks um but yeah it's unremarkable for the movie it's just like opening credits and we wouldn't be talking about it if this wasn't a musical by the way this is a musical i don't think we ever officially like mentioned the description said it okay (laughs) um yeah this is a musical so there's gonna be singing and dancing and stuff and there's this is they're not singing or dancing it's just played in the background that's yeah. the only time there's like no visible singer. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so they're surfing and there's opening credits and they're like flirting and whatever. It's like the best day ever. Yeah. You have Mac and Brady. Okay. So then they're like walking on the beach and Brady's like, best day ever, surfing all day, and we're together. Oh my god, we're so in love. Brady's such a romantic. Brady is such a himbo. <laughs> he really is. Um Mac keeps like trying to tell him something, but he keeps like interrupting and he's like, Oh my gosh, you hear about the super huge wave coming tomorrow? And she's like, Oh my god, yes. I'm so excited to surf the ginormous wave tomorrow. Oh my god, the huge wave. It's totally be huge. radical. And then they go to Mac's grandpa's house. And if you're not catching up with some of these characters, don't worry. The only people you really need to know at this point are Brady and Mac. Like we're gonna introduce a few people. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um Mac again tries to mention something about tomorrow. She's like, hey, Brady, about tomorrow. But Brady gets distracted by what is on the TV. Grandpa is watching Wet Side Story. Yeah, we said in the like intro, this is a parody movie about a parody movie. Yeah, it's parodying West Side Story and also some beach movie. I forgot the name of. It's like a specific 60s. one. Yeah. Yeah. But basically... Um, West Side Story, which first off, great name. Yeah, it's great honestly name. iconic. Um, I would watch this if it was real. It's supposed to be like filmed in the 60s and... Yeah, 1962, they keep saying. Which is just kind of funny because I feel like the original West Side Story was not that far off. No, the they... This was all in the facts. I just didn't write it down. They say, like, yeah, it's titled after West Side Story and, like, there's a little bit of thing, like, with the bikers probably... Um, but it's mainly parodying whatever that beach movie yeah. was from the 60s. But I mean, in a sense, like West Side Story and what this is, it's all a star-crossed lover, which it all just ties back to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Let's just be real about that. Yeah. It all ties back to Romeo. And like everything ties back to Romeo and Juliet. That's one of the decom plots is Romeo and Juliet. Are you talking about zombies? I'm talking about high school music. <laughs> I, I'm saying like people shouldn't be together it's also like starstruck there that's one of the three decom plots is romeo and juliet yeah for sure so not too much to say about that this is a romeo and juliet movie except for the fact that the parody movie is and the main movie kind of is but i would argue less so mm -hmm. but the parody like wet side story absolutely is and it's unambiguous about it yeah um, so Brady's like, oh my gosh, this is the best movie ever, Wet Side Story. It's 1962, Surfers, Bikers, best movie ever made. Um, and Max, like, what? You guys are into this? Like, it's so cheesy and lame. Should we learn later on on this that she has seen the movie? So this just later comes off as just like weird exposition. Yeah, well, she's like, oh my gosh. Why you watch it? Yeah, the way they say it make it sound like she's never heard. She's of never it. heard of it. Um, but I mean, it's possible she has because she says like, "Why are you guys into this?" And later, what she says is, "What I do like sometimes pay attention while you're watching the movie." Mm -hmm. Um, they say rival gangs, evil scientists. It's not silly. Um, I'd also like to point out while they're watching this, um, the grandpa Rosalind uh, Brady throwing out. <laughs> This was everything. They have a poster for Wet Side Story right behind them. 
Like this is absolutely thing. love it. And then Brady's like shocked when he comes in and he's watching it when yeah. they've clearly like this is all he does in life. We literally his surf shop is it's called Big Papa's. Big Papa's, which is a reference to the movie because the big shack there is Big Mama's. Yeah. So yeah, he he likes the movie. And then Brady's like, "Oh my gosh, this is the best part." It's when Layla and Tanner like fall in love. So Layla falls off the stage and Tanner touches her. And then they fall in love. Oh my and god. And then they have a big dance off, the rival gangs. Um, and it's the best part ever. And Mac is like not in the musicals. She's like, why do they sing for no reason? And their hair's never wet. And they sing for no reason and it's stupid. Yeah. She really doesn't like the fact that they're just compelled to sing. Yeah. For a movie where two main characters get trapped in a musical, you gotta have one that doesn't. Oh, like of course, it doesn't work yeah. otherwise. But otherwise, it's, it's just two people excited to be in a musical. They made the inspired choice to have one of them like it. Yeah, which we'll talk about. And then Mac's aunt shows up, Aunt Antoinette. Yes, which Marie Antoinette. What the heck? Let him eat cake. <laughs> she's a business bitch. Yeah, she's she is all business. Definition of girl boss. She's yeah. less uh she's a little bit gaslight. She's not that much gatekeep. Maybe she's a little gatekeep. No, I don't think so. But definite girl boss. Definite girl boss, and she has her little Bluetooth headset. Yep. And she takes her business calls. Mac's like, I thought you were coming tomorrow. And Antoinette's like, No, we're leaving tomorrow. And I wrote him in my notes, I wrote Aunt Antoinette ate this role. Like the actress just totally ate because she's like, mm, father, smooch, smooch. Like, come on, Mac, we have to go. She just went, oh, I'm only going to get uh, five lines of dialogue in this whole thing. I'm going to fucking kill it. She fucking Let's eat. go. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you still have that surfboard? And Mac's like, that's a legendary surfboard. The surfboard of destiny. Yeah, and Grandpa's like, we all found our destiny on that surfboard. Again, the exposition is movie. I don't think the first 10 minutes land well. No, but it's necessary. It's necessary. They, it's probably a smarter way to get to where we're trying to go Yeah, than it, any other way that tries to like make it feel natural. Because then we're delaying the fun parts of the movie. Yeah, it doesn't drag. Like They get to the fun part pretty quickly. Yeah. You just have to get through What we've been transition. talking about has been like three minutes of the movie. Yeah. They're going through. It goes pretty quick, quick, but it's all important stuff. You just have to know this stuff. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, the rest maybe of the movie there's some creative mean writing trick that you can do to explain it when they're in the movie. But even then, like it might feel forced or dropped. Just do it like this. Give up these ten minutes of time, and yeah. anyone still there is gonna feel good. It's better to introduce what the movie is now, like Wet Side Story, so that when they get in, they can just say, oh my gosh, we're in the movie. Yeah. And that you already have an established idea of what's going on. Um, Okay, so Brady's like, wait, 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 go back. What do you mean you're leaving tomorrow? And Mac's like, I'm going to a prep school that's back east. Um, And she's like, I want to surf tomorrow, though, and... I Antoinette's like, um, no, summer's over. We're, you're not surfing tomorrow. You're leaving tomorrow. And then, okay, so Brady and Mac are talking now. Brady's like, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, I tried. I just didn't know how to tell you. And he's like, she's making you go. And Mac's like, no, it's my choice. Like, I want to go to this prep school. 
Oh, they're fighting. It's too late to change my mind. I'm lucky to get in. I just, I didn't know how to tell you. Yeah, she really messed up by, you know, not telling any time beforehand. Waiting till the last day. Like, the movie tries to let us feel like she's been trying to talk about it. Just today, but, like, she should have told him weeks ago. There was no chance she didn't have time. Yeah. She just didn't have time today. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Mac also then explains that her mom died and she has her mom's journal. And like in the journal, it says that I want my daughter to succeed. But like in a generic life way, it doesn't say like, I want my daughter to go to good school. It's like, I want my daughter to live her life to the fullest. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's a very generic yeah. motivational quote. Yeah. You can interpret it just as like, I want my daughter to be happy. Um, so Mac made a deal with her aunt. That she was going to start high school here with her grandpa. I think they're in Hawaii. I believe they're in Hawaii. I don't, they didn't ever actually say. No. It's very much implied to be Hawaii. Yeah. And so she's going to start high school here and then go to fancy school later to end high school. And that'll give her more opportunities for like college and stuff. Um, she says that her mom wanted her to go. No, her mom wanted to go to college. Um, but then she had Mac and life got in the way and she never got the chance. So Mac wants to go to college now and do what her mom couldn't do. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have to do this. And Brady says, what about us? And he's like, I'll wait for you. And Mac says, no, I don't want to put you through that. Like, don't wait for me. We can't do long distance. Like, it's not fair to you, wow, which is these, the right choice. These characters, I'm so invested in, are broken up. Yeah. Oh, my it's gosh. Five minutes into the movie. It's so heartbreaking. Honestly, though, their chemistry is good. Yeah. That I do care a little bit. I, I feel like I couldn't judge it that well because I knew too much about these characters. Yeah. We've seen this movie a fair bit. So, yeah. And the sequel, I guess, but we're not talking about that now. Um, and Max says, thank you for the most awesome summer of my life. I wish it wasn't over. Okay. <laughs> Cuts away. Um, we see the magic surfboard is glowing. What? That's crazy. Um, and it's the next morning. Mac is packing things into a wooden chest. And includes a picture of her and Brady. Um. And she's sad. She looks at it longingly. Goes, yeah. Oh, puts it in her chest and then grabs the other. Bags. Grabs her suitcase. Yeah. So she's like leaving a chest. And you mentioned stuff. the bags were definitely empty. Oh, they're so empty, but it does. It's there for like two seconds, whatever. Um. So she's about to leave, but she sees the surfboard is just like there all of a sudden, like in front of her door. And she's like, whoa, what? But then she decides to leave a note and it says, I'll be back in time for the flight. So she's going surfing. She's like, gotta. Ooh, gotta do that big wave. She takes the magical destiny surfboard and goes out to search on the giant wave. And she's on the beach ready to like go out. Like everyone has to wait for it to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brady shows up and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I just came to watch you surf. Like, don't worry. I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm not here to propose. Like, I just want to watch you surf. Also, why doesn't Brady surf? he says he like he wants to watch her surf so oh i kind of was wondering that too maybe he'll i think you were saying like he has all day to do it yeah and she is gonna go catch an airplane so maybe he just wants to watch her do it before she goes um okay so mac goes off 
into the water and people start like wiping out and she's surfing the waves she's ripping it oh that's what brady says like oh she's ripping it and grandpa's there also to watch yeah he just like shows up yeah and they're going like wait a second wait a minute storm's coming (laughs) that doesn't look good and then it cuts to a bunch of people wiping out on their surfboard they're like oh she's gotta come in and the lifeguard starts waving the red flag like everyone they go straight from green flag to red flag which i don't know enough about surfing but i feel like there's a flag in between there of like, hey, it might be looking a little spooky. Yeah. I have no idea. But it was um, green flag to begin with, which doesn't make sense. So the lifeguard's like trying to call people in, but Mac is like, no, I'm staying out. And she doesn't come in. So Brady gets on a jet ski, which is just there. And he has the key for her, apparently. Maybe it's his jet ski. Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't think so, but maybe it is. And he jet skis out to go get her. And he says, don't do it, Mac. And she says, I have to. And then she goes to surf a ginormous wave, but just totally eats it. And then Brady dives in after her and a huge wave He's doing some crashes. dolphin kicks. <laughs> sure. Um, and then it cuts to a clear sky and the surfboard just pops up from under the water. Yep. And the ocean's like very clear. And very flat and still. Yes. And then Brady and Mac also pop up. And they're like arguing. She's like, "Why are you saving me?" And he's like, "I don't know. I'm saving you." Like, uh, this is generic yeah. stuff. Yeah. But they're like, "Wait a second. Let's yeah. go and wait a minute. Where's the storm?" Um, that's suspicious. That's weird. So then they go to shore, and they see a girl being tossed up in the air. They see it like over some fence or something. Yeah. Um, and they're like, "What?" And then you hear Surf Surf Crazy start playing the blue sky, baby, what a day. We decided not really to count oxygen, so Surf Surf Crazy. That's our- this is the first number. This is the first Unless number. Unless you count sure. what was on the little TV when they were watching One Side Story, because that had part of a song on it. Well, like, no, but, we get that song in full later. Yeah, we do. So we'll count it then. Yeah. Um, so Surf Surf Crazy starts playing, and it's a 60s beach party, and Brady and Mac are like, what? And then a car rolls up and like 20 people pile out of the car, which is, you know, just that fun little gag of yeah. like how they all fit in there. Um, and they're like, oh, my gosh, we're in a musical. And then the musical number starts. Surf, surf, and they're just trapped surf, in the middle surf, of it. Surf, surf, crazy, ride the perfect wave, say hi to the sky. Bingo's ruining my musical number. I want to say she was going to the beat. <laughs> I don't even know if it's picking up, but Bingo's barking. One part I really like, it's like two seconds, but like the song's playing, they're going, surf, surf, woo. And like Brady is like singing along. So (laughs) as we mentioned, like Mac is very much not into this musical nor musicals in general. Yeah. Brady is into musicals. This is his favorite movie. And not only that, this is his favorite movie. He's going to, in every number, every moment, every single scene, be having a blast yeah if i ended even up though in, it's like existential terror at the same time yeah if i ended up in my favorite musical i'd also be like oh my gosh this is so fun and like he knows all the moves and stuff and he's just watching so happily mm-hmm. um it's a really fun musical number it's like your most stereotypical like beach party musical number yeah. and that's what it makes it so fun they did it so good like this um, movie knows exactly what it's trying to be 
And it nails this part of it. So overall, Surf's crazy. Surf's crazy. It's a good song. I will say this about the soundtrack as a whole, and I'm saying this even though like the next song is the best song. There's nothing too much like in this that's like a standout song or anything, but they all totally fit together well. Yeah. And it makes the sum greater than its whole, even if the whole is just okay. That's mm-hmm. what I think about it. I think what makes this musical so fun really is watching it and the choreography yes. and like the bright colors and the 60s theme. Like it's just they super do fun. a lot with the concept. Yeah. All around every aspect of the movie is all, hey, we got a fun concept. We're going to make this as fun as possible. So the fact that the songs, I don't think like all the songs are anything special. I think mm-hmm. Cruising for a Bruising, which will be the next one we talk about, is special, and that's about it. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. Like, it, they do it well. Yeah. I think, um, you know, we'll talk about each song as we get there, but since we're here, Surf Crazy, it does its job well. Mm-hmm. It's a good opening song to the musical portion. Also, there's the part where they say they're all names, like a roll call. Like, think Hairspray yeah. when they say all their names, and it goes, I'm Tanner, Seacad. Giggles. Giggles is the one. All the characters. Giggles is the one that shakes her little tush. Shakes her little tush with the little frills. Um, Rascal. You like Rascal. Rascal's pretty good. Throughout the movie, he's pretty funny. Rascal. Kiki. And Brady. And then it goes to Mac and she doesn't say anything. And then she goes, I'm mad. So yeah, they're involuntarily like a part of this. Yeah. But Brady's into it. Oh, okay. So then they all pile into Big Mama's, which is the like restaurant, right? And um they start using like modern slang. I don't remember what they they're like, what's up, dog? Yeah. They're just talking like that and they're like, What? We don't get it. We're from the sixties. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, Who are you guys? So, talking to Brady and Mac and they try to explain who they are, but it's just kind of awkward um and then the bikers come in right they're so cool yeah so the west side story part of it is oh there's two rival gangs that are fighting over the same spot of turf it's a surf and turf war yeah which is a great line they say it <laughs> later on it's a surf they say it right now it's like oh my gosh it's a surf and turf war and butchie comes in he's the leader of the biker gang which are called the rodents the biker gang's the jets by the way yeah but here they're they the snap <laughs> we snap their fingers and but they're the rodents yeah and they're like i knew i smelled a rat and they're like man beach what do they call them the beach the surfers. Surfers. I guess. I guess they don't have a cool name. Um, anyway. Um, the two gangs are fighting and it's very goofy. Like the dialogue is very goofy, silly. Um, and then Tanner comes in. So the <laughs> I forgot exactly what Butchie says, but he's like, Maybe, probably I might. Like, yeah. you know. And then Tanner comes in, he's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. He's going past everyone, and he goes, what? <laughs> it's hard to describe every aspect of the movie because a lot of this movie, it's a comedy first and foremost. Yeah. Like, it's a comedy more than it's a musical and it's a full-on musical. Like, every scene, every song, every part is, like, joke-filled. 
I don't want to just go through like repeating jokes. No, I didn't really watch the movie. Yeah, I didn't really write down many of the jokes. Just know that there are jokes. There are jokes everywhere, and their hit rate is probably like eighty percent. That scene particularly is pretty funny. Yeah, after in the bloopers, try to get through the scene because they kept laughing. It's just like a solid like five second build up to a guy saying what in a confused (laughs) manner, and it works. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much else to say other than anytime the characters interact. Every actor knew their job was to be one dimensional, but like over ham it to the point where it seems like bad writing on the 1960s part rather than bad writing on the 2013s part. Yeah. So that's the fun part of it. Trying to make bad writing on purpose. This is a rare thing that does so bad is good correctly because the core of the movie is a good movie mm-hmm. that you can t- like give the credit to the bad characters for being bad. Yeah. So now it's time for the biker's number. Bruising for a bruising. This is definitely the showstopper of the musical. Yes. Um, Layla hit, turns on the jukebox and hits it with her hip. Yeah. And it's time to go. And it's Bikers are so all just fun. straight out of Greece. Oh, my gosh. And they grab the chairs and Butchie starts off the number and he's like hip swiveling. And it's so much fun. Cruising for a bruising is like one of my favorite decom numbers if, if not my favorite one just for like the spectacle of it mm-hmm. like the choreography is so much fun the vibes are so fun like i love it um so then they get through the first chorus and then all of a sudden brady just like runs in in a biker uniform and he like starts running the music <laughs> yeah so basically halfway through the song not first, even halfway just after the first yeah. chorus so brady mac at the beginning we're just like watching this and brady's yeah. like giddy with joy and then he just drops him with a biker uniform on yeah i just goes I'm singing the rest of this song. I'm not letting anyone else sing. Yeah. Which oh, is it's after fun. after Layla goes, bubble gum, cherry pop, go to the hop. Hanging with my brothers because the friends are so hot, wild, they're cruising. And then he like pops in and Mag has a moment of like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what? what did you get there? <laughs> I didn't, I did not get the script revision. We should also mention, they're not like talking to the actors in these movies. They're talking to the character. Yeah, the characters that's are a, in That's character. an important yeah. like distinction. Yeah. These these are all fictional characters we're talking to. Yeah. So this is no longer Butchie's number. This is Brady's number. Yes. He is owning it, absolutely killing it. Ross Lynch kills it. Yeah. Um, like everyone just has such a good time and it's so much fun. And I love this number. Go watch it. If you're not gonna watch the whole movie, at least watch Cruising for a Bruising and tell me it's not so much fun. Yeah. If you don't like musicals, you might not like it, but if you like musicals, you're gonna like you're it. You're gonna like. It, and it maybe, it'll you, maybe it'll convince you to watch the movie. All right. So then after the number and everything outside, Mac is like, this is crazy. This doesn't make any sense. Like, she's freaking out, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, we have to get out of here right now. I have a plane to catch. And they're like, okay, how do we get back? And Brady says, okay, so we came in on a storm. Maybe we have to wait for a storm to get out. And oh my gosh, guess what? There's a storm at the end of the movie. So let's just try that. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, what do we do? I don't know. And then all of a sudden it like cuts, like they're standing there mm-hmm. and then it's nighttime and they're in different outfits, but they address it. They're like, wait a minute, how did I get into this outfit? Like, what? 
And Brady's like, yeah, it's movie magic. <laughs> They're just like, okay, so the rules of time do not matter. The yeah. rules of logic do not matter. Nope. It's just if the movie cuts, you're to the next scene. Yeah. Which makes me wonder what would happen if the movie got to the end. I don't know. Like the credits. If they roll. stayed. I don't know. I Does feel like restart? I feel like it all restarts all the time. No. Yeah. Maybe. I think based on TBH2 logic, it restarts. It, yeah, because they are kind of acting it out again in TBH2, yeah. aren't they? Okay, we're not talking about TBH2. Um, anyway. So the surfers come out and they invite them to a party tonight at Big Mama's. And Brady's like, yeah, I'm in. Let's let's go have fun. So Max, like, freaking out, is like, I need to get back right now. And Brady's like, is it so bad? Like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> what if we stay? <laughs> at least for a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, it's that nice for the party. Um, also, the surfboard is like there magically again. They're like, whoa, how'd it get here? That's crazy. All right, so then they go inside to the party, and the party is popping. Brady wants to dance um, with Mac, but Mac's like, no. Because Mac's like, I'm just so terrified about, you know, Being we haven't here. talked too deeply about the existential dread that Mac is feeling this whole movie. Yeah. About the fact that, you know, she's trapped in a fictional reality and yeah. needs to escape it. Otherwise, she, like, theoretically will never see anyone she loves again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then the bikers show up and they're like, we want Big Mamas all to ourselves. And and then the bikers are like sitting in a booth mm-hmm. and Layla's like, the surfers aren't so bad. And they're like, all surfers is bad. <laughs> yeah, all surfers. Uh, yeah, they're very Jersey. Yeah. And then he does the thing where they're laughing and then he like snaps and they stop laughing and mm-hmm. they go and stop. And yeah, it's it's a silly little game. Um, and then Layla leaves to go do her musical number and she starts singing Fallen For You, which I really like as a song. This is one of the better ones where if you just listen to it on its own, it's like a genuinely good song. It This one feels the most 1960s. And also like you can take it out of context of the movie too. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's good. Um, so it goes. I'm falling for you, falling for you. Can't hold on any longer, and now I'm falling for you. Yeah, and it's this is a part of the movie where she falls into Tanner's arms, but yep. we'll get there. Um, okay, so Brady's trying to dance with Mac, uh, but she's not into it. And then Tanner shows up. This is supposed to, he's walking up. This is supposed to be the big moment of the movie. All the doo-wops are like preparing for the big. Yeah, everything. And then Mac is like. She's trying to leave, but she keeps getting sucked back into the choreography and the dancing. Um, and then Max says, like, Brady, I'm sorry. I can't wait for the storm. I'm going to go back outside and try to figure something out. And then Mac fall like she runs into Tanner and falls into his arms. Yeah, and then just, Layla like, stumbles into him. Yeah. And then Layla falls off the stage right on cue and Brady catches her. Yeah. He's not going to just let her fall because that's yeah. what's about to happen. And then we have the moment where, oh, my gosh, Layla is in love with Brady and Tanner is in love with Mac. What? Oh no! Oh no! Pretty fun. Like what? Immediately you're like, uh oh. Brady's like kind of into it because <laughs> he. This is his favorite so movie. Single at this point. He technically is single, and he, this is his favorite movie. Obviously, he like probably crushes on Layla, like yeah. the lead in the musical, and she's into him, and he's like, 
Yeah. Wait, no, snap out of it. Like, it's it's funny. And that's something I like about this movie where he's like, I have to resist Layla. He, he is like, so okay, resorting to a world where he is stuck in this musical forever. Yeah, but also I like too that he's like, no, I really want to be with Mac. Like, that's mm-hmm. the girl I like. And he does, he sticks to it. Like, he's a little bit of temptation with Layla, but he never like fully falters no. away, which I, I like Brady as a character. Yeah. I, I, I feel like Brady's a well written character. I feel yeah. like, again, it's weird talking about a movie where I feel like everything is going right about its film production. Yeah. Except like even the first 10 minutes and the last five minutes, which is what I was saying before. Mm-hmm. I The only reason I dislike those is because that was kind of like a conceit that they made to make the mo- majority of the movie make sense and be good. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm okay with that. This is a great movie. So Mac pulls Brady inside and they're like, wait, what's happening? Like, oh my gosh, wait, look, I, okay, this part's funny. So, like, wait, this is when the dance off is supposed to happen. What's going on? All of the characters of the movie are just standing there, they're standing there because <laughs> like, nothing has like inspired. Yeah, the they're dance supposed to war. fight because they see Layla and Tana together, but since they have no reason to have like a dance off right now, they're all they're just, just kind of confused. It's actually so funny, and they're like. Why isn't it happening? Oh my god, we ruined the movie. We changed the movie. The main dun, dun, characters dun. are in love with us. And Brady's explaining it. He's like, This was a part of the movie where Layla falls into his arms and finds her one true love. And Mac is like, See, this is exactly why I hate these kinds of movies. Why does she need a boy to be happy? And Brady goes, Because it's 1962. Just focus. <laughs> it is not important to be like, Talking about the feminist interpretation of all yeah. of this. He's like, it's 1962, calm down. <laughs> this is funny. Um, so they're like, so no turf war now since they're in love with the wrong people. Oh my god, we changed the movie. Will this change other things? Will the storm still happen? And Max like, okay, well, how does the storm happen? And then Brady runs out to the beach and he's like, We gotta check if the evil villains are building their evil weather machine. Mm-hmm. And um so the reason of for the weather machine in wet side story is this guy wants the beach property to make money yes so he's making he hires the scientists they explained the plan real quick because i'm i'm annoyed by the plan but it fits for the movie yeah um his plan is to buy mick Big Mama's Shack and turn it into a luxury hotel because of the nice beachfront property. Yeah. Makes sense. Logical from there on out. Big Mama says, no, you can't have it. Mm-hmm. So rather than doing any other sort of evil scheme that would get him this land, there are several that would theoretically work. He decides to change the weather permanently. I never thought it was permanent. He said, how do we make this weather change permanent? Oh, weird. Yes, which is weird. And he wants to essentially flood the area such that the surfers can't surf and the bikers don't want to hang out anymore. Big Mambas goes out of business and he can buy it off. But then that's just ruining his beachfront property. Yeah, no one's going to want to stay in the place that's constantly raining. Yeah, regardless, doesn't actually matter. No. Um, okay. So they run to the hideout that's down the beach. It's in the lighthouse, actually. And there's like a giant, like a comically large key mm-hmm. under the map. Now, everything about them is especially like hammed up supervillain. 
Yeah. It's just weird that they're super villains at all. And then uh, Brady and Mac listen into the villains talking about their evil plans. And also they see the machine. We're lucky that they're monologuing like this. Yeah. And the dialogue's super goofy. And Mac's like, hmm, this thing never won an Oscar, huh? <laughs> Um, and then Brady explains that in the movie, Tanner and Layla get together and join their gangs to defeat the weather machine and the evil villains. And then that causes the huge storm at the end of the movie. So that's why they need Layla and Tanner to get together so that they come and destroy the machine because it takes all of them. Right. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, why did it? Why else would they get together? They're in love with the wrong people right now. Okay, so cut to Big Mamas again. Um, Layla sees Brady and she's like, oh my gosh, Brady, do you want to go on a walk with me? Wait, Brady, Mac, are you two together? And Mac goes, no, no, we're not together. And it's just like super awkward. Mm. And Layla's like, okay, well, then I'm, I'm going to go wait for you over here and we can go on a walk. And then Brady's like, what the heck, Mac? First you break up with me and now you're pushing me into the arms of another woman? <laughs> he's like i only like you like until you leave i'm only gonna like you and which would normally be bad to say but like no, it's also a been like 12 hours yeah and b she's leaving in 12 more hours yeah i think it's so pretty so cute yeah it's like i just want to be with you i don't want to be with you also i guess the way that they broke up was not a like i don't like you anymore yeah it's, i'm leaving and yeah. so yeah um and Max like she's crushing on you and Tanner's crushing on me so we have to use this to our benefit and like deflect their feelings off of us onto each other mm -hmm. somehow they don't explain it super well they do not but that's the plan they're like We're, we'll go spend time with them to try and get them to date each other um and then Brady goes all right I'll be back after I try and get that smoking girl to hate me <laughs> Again, he's just like, oh, this is my life now. Yeah, what the heck? And then Mac goes to talk to Tanner. And he's, like, such an airhead. He he is one of the biggest himbos in DCOM. And there are a fair bit of himbos. But Tanner is just big dumb. Mm -hmm. um, and then Brady's walking with Layla. And she's like, that was so courageous of you to save me. And Brady's like, what? No, no, it wasn't. Wait. Yeah, maybe. And she goes, you're my hero. And then they, like, go in for a kiss. But then it record scratch cuts off. He's like, no, 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 wait. Hey, it's amazing to be with you, but, like, it's not going to work. Dot, dot, dot. We cut back to Tanner. And, and she goes, so you play the guitar. And he goes, no. She's like. Tanner's oh. oh my god, Tanner. Just the way that he's written, it's just so you can't say anything to him without it being interpreted the wrong way. Yeah. It's great. It's great. There's no way to have a conversation with the dude. And You're having two separate conversations at once. Tanner goes, I take you, Mac. And Mac's like, No, you don't. And he's like, I'm gonna write a song for you. And then Mac goes on this big tangent, like, hey, I'm not your destiny. Like Maybe your destiny's with someone else. And then he just starts playing the guitar. She's like, oh, okay, we're doing the song anyway. Okay. And then he starts our next musical number, Meant to Be. He goes, I believe we all have a soulmate. 
I'll say Chance this. for a perfect way. I think this is the showstopper of the 1962 movie. I agree fully that the showstopper, as intended and as an actuality of the Teen Beach movie, is Fruit for a Bruising. Mm-hmm. But what we're led to believe is like, this is the main song of the film. Yeah. Meant to be. Yeah. yeah. And I think it does that role pretty well. When it's meant to be a song of listen. It's cute. So Yeah, they reprise it multiple times. Yeah. So in this musical number, Tanner and Layla are in love with Mac and Brady. But Mac and Brady are trying to get them to look at each other and it just doesn't work. Yeah. It's the whole like physical comedy of them just trying different like plans to get them Start singing about each other rather than singing about Brady and Mac. Yeah. And it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's it's cute. It's fun. Okay, so it doesn't work. Musical number is over. Brady says the next thing that happens in the movie is the biker girls have a sleepover and the surfer guys hang out. And they're like, okay, well, we should try and get invited to those. Um, so then Mac goes up to Layla's like, hey Layla, like, you know what I've never done? I've never been to a sleepover. And Layla's like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. We do them all the time. We're actually having one tonight. And Max's like, no way. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> Brady goes like, you got, you're making this even harder than it needs to be. Yeah. And then he sees like Seacat or someone. And he's Tanner. Oh, is it Tanner? I think it's Tanner. Okay. And he's like, hey, Tanner, we should hang out. And Tanner's like, yeah, we should. You should come. We're hanging out tonight. You want to come? And Brady's like, yeah. And then that's it. That's literally it. And then Brady comes up and he's like, Girls tend to overcomplicate things. Hey, Layla, you should invite Mac to your sleepover. And Layla's like, oh, my gosh. That's what a great idea. Such a good idea. I'm going to write this down. Oh, uh, yeah. So they got invited. And this is a part where, like, Tanner in the background walks by and goes like, <laughs> and then Layla walks by and, like, does a little spin. It's like, why? Because it's fun. Because it's silly. It's one of those things that is added for three seconds just to remind everyone, yeah, you can just sit back and enjoy this film. You don't need to go put on your critical hat and be, like, worried about anything. Everyone's having a good time here. Yeah. Um, And then they look back. By the surfboard was Mac's clothes, like, the clothes she came in on, her, like, swimsuit, her wetsuit, I guess. And it disappears. And they're like, oh, my God, did you see that? It disappeared. It disappeared because it didn't belong in the movie. Well, we don't belong in the movie. Are we going to disappear? I feel like the movie couldn't decide what they wanted the, like, big plot to be. Like, are they going to disappear? Are they just going to, like, miss our flight or what's going on? Mm -hmm. Because then, like, they don't really talk about them disappearing anymore, the rest of the movie. They do a tiny bit, but not much. The fact that our wetsuit disappears and that we have this whole, like, Back to the Future moment is the most we get. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really say what the consequences are because there's no way they would know yeah that's so it's just kind of like hey they're not supposed to belong but for yeah. now they're still getting wet on their skin they're still being able to hold themselves from singing yeah and then like music starts playing and mac goes no 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 singing and then it cuts off yeah and then it starts she still again. has control over the music yeah okay so cut to the sleepover they're teasing uh chi chi's hair super high and she's yeah. and they're like how it's high the do you want to go beehive. yeah they're like how high do you want to go and she goes till your ears pop which i thought was cute um and then layla shows a dress it's like blue 60s dress right and they're like oh my gosh yes and she's like i'm gonna wear this 
want to see Brady because he likes to surf and the water's blue. And oh I'm God, wearing dress. Genius idea. So then when he looks at the water, he'll think of me in the dress. <laughs> the girls think like this. <laughs> in the least in the 60s, they did. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and then Matt goes, why should a boy determine what you wear or do for that matter? And they're like, what do you mean? Of course they should. Like, boys can control things. Boys can decide. And, you know, that way then we can get asked out on a date. And then Mac goes, why don't you ask them out? And they're like, no. You can't do that. You can't do that. And Mac. You have to trick them into asking you out. And then Mac says, we can do anything a boy can. And Layla's like, you have to ask them out without actually asking them. Like, with your eyes. So obviously different philosophies here. Yeah. Um, cut to sea cat hitting a bird with a slingshot. Yeah. And Brady's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm trying to hit this angry bird with this." What a topical reference. Three thirteen, maybe. It's weird how dated that feels nowadays. An angry bird's reference. It was so unnecessary. It was so unnecessary. It's like one of the weirdest parts of the movie. Yeah, it really doesn't. It's a five second scene, and it's just Brady going like, "That's kind of funny that he's using a slingshot at an angry bird." I get the reference. And like we still get the reference. Angry Bird still was a part of society. Yeah. But like it feels so wrong. I feel like Angry Birds is had left no legacy despite being as big as it was. There's multiple Angry Birds movies. I know. Isn't that weird? Like, I've never seen them. Recently. Yeah. Um, okay. So Brady is like yeah, hanging out and surfing with you guys. This is the life. And then Brady's like, so some of those biker girls are cute. And they're like, nah, we don't date rats. But Tanner's like, I don't care if a girl's a biker. I just want a girl that's special. Cue the next musical number. When you meet a girl you like. So this is a song called Like Me and that and that, intro, that is not how the rest of the song goes no, at all. But that intro is we find it funny because sometimes I play decom music in the car and one time that song started and Benji kept hitting back so it would just play the beginning of the song over and over again and just kept going when you meet a girl Anyway, it's girls like boys like me and then they go i know what boys like boys like girls like me and then the girls like boys like me and they're like arguing about what boys and girls like it's pretty cute Mm -hmm. um so tanner is like be in control and brady's like no you should just be chill yeah (laughs) it's it's all just like hey, we're from the 60s. This is how relationships work. And then the modern lens is like, not really. Not really. And Max like, girls can have rights too. And Lilo's like, no, they can't. So that's kind of the gist of the song. Yeah, it's pretty simple, actually. By the end of it, Mac has a little makeover and um, she's dressed like a biker chick now. Think like uh, Sandy at the end of Grease, but less sexual. Yeah. Um, so then Mac and Brady meet back up and Mac is all stressed about being stuck here. And Brady asks, would that be so bad if we were stuck here? At least we're together. 
It would be bad. He should really be thinking about the fact that... He just wants to spend more time with her before she leaves. What about the grandpa? Sad. Yeah, I guess. What about Brady's family? Does he have one? What about Aunt Antoinette? Oh, no one cares about Aunt Antoinette. Um, Then they decide to get Layla and Tanner to spend some time together, like, away from all the pressure and all the other characters, so that they can get to know each other. Cut to Mac and Tanner surfing, but like the stereotypical, like in front of a green screen, like yeah, Whoa. it is a very obvious green screen, but it, in such a way that it's clearly intentional. It's intentional because Mac's like, "This is stupid." I, I have to, I have to like continue to say this because it's really funny to me. A lot of the stuff that I find enjoyable about watching decoms is the real green screen moments where it's so obviously a green screen. Yeah, but they're trying bad, to make they're it trying good. To make it real. This movie subverts all those expectations by saying you can't make fun of it for being bad when we make it bad on purpose. Yeah, and it's like, intentionally goofy. The rest of the movie has to be really good to make that like an acceptable proposal, mm-hmm. but it is. Yeah, so it works. It, the whole movie works. There, you could put like a rock in this whole movie, like in one of the gears, and this movie would suck. But it doesn't. It all works. The mm-hmm. whole movie works. Tanner goes, wow, you're a great surfer. I've never been beaten by a girl before. And then she's like, oh, what about the bikers? And he's like, yeah, the bikers aren't that bad. I don't know why we fight. And then they're talking. And she goes, you know what, Tanner? You're pretty smart. And he goes, but more pretty. Classic Tanner. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so that night, uh, Mac is over at Layla's. So this is two scenes in a row. This is something I noticed. She just had a Mac had a heart to heart with Tanner, and now she has a heart to heart with Layla. Like she's having deep personal collect- connections with both of these characters, and Brady like doesn't really much. At no, because Brady's not the main character of this. No, it's Mac, Mac is. It's all about her story. The like core tenant of this plot is Mac learning to stand up for herself and realize what she truly wants. The big lesson that she learns in like 20 minutes of runtime's time yeah. is, hey, I'm telling all these characters to act for themselves and do what they want, but I'm not doing that by going to a different school. Yeah, when I don't really probably want to. Spoiler alert, she's going to stay. Yeah. yeah that's it's that's pretty the obvious. obvious answer, yeah. So then Layla and Mac talk about boys. And Mac's like, that's a cute necklace. And Layla's like, oh my god, thank you. It's Hawaiian. It means friendship forever. It is the same symbol as the surfboard destiny. And she goes, oh my gosh, friendship forever like us now. And Layla's like, this is crazy. Like, I feel like I can tell you anything. And Mac's like, yeah, it does feel like that, doesn't it? I feel like the way that Mac says it, it's kind of like, I'm in a movie right now. So, like, if you have info that you can drop that will help me, it will work. Yeah. Um... Layla's like, okay, I want to tell you a secret, Mac. I want to surf. And Mac's like, what? what? That's awesome. You can do whatever you want in life. Don't tell, don't let anyone ever tell you what you can do or can't do. And then Mac is like, oh my gosh, you should have Brady teach you to surf. He taught me how to surf, so he'll teach you. And they're like, okay, cool. And then it cuts to Layla waiting on the beach, and her swimsuit is so cute it's like the high-waisted like red kind of plaid with the top Shout out 60s like, fashion it's so cute high-waisted swim bottoms are like in again um 
I freaking love her swimsuit in this scene. So she's like waiting on the beach by herself, waiting for Brady. Yeah. Um, and then she, said she gets some people to think that they're getting stood up. Yeah. Mac asks Tanner to for a walk down the beach, but first he gives her a little flower crown. He's like, "I made this for you," and she's like, "Oh my god, thank you!" And she puts it on, and then she's like, "Okay, go walk that way," and he like stumbles around a little bit of which direction to walk down the beach. Classic Tanner. Classic. Okay, cut to the villains. They're working on their evil weather machine some more. And they're goofy. And And silly. And silly. And then we see, like, some electric beams being shot and stuff. They are... You, they are the most hammed up characters of them all. They're very like, goofy. They, that's what you expect from like a B movie villain, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, it's honestly it's a little less remarkable because every line is just the most like oh. So the villains are like, we need to magnify the power of our machine. In two hours, this liquid will be ready for the machine. So it's like, okay, we have two hours to, like, stop them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Mac and Brady are on the beach, and they're like, yeah, we need to speed this up. Um, And then Mac falls off a rock, like, into the water, and her flower crown comes off. This is important later. Yeah, the flower, (laughs) yeah, the classic little flower crown. Flower crown. Um, And then she gets up. And she's totally fine, but she realized her hair isn't getting wet. And starts freaking. Yeah, she's like, my hair's not wet. And she's like, oh my gosh, we're changing. We're morphing into the movie. And then she starts singing. She's like, and I'm singing. And he's like, why are you singing? Her. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> and she's uncontrollably compelled to sing. Yeah. She goes, what a oh, nightmare no. for her. It's an involuntary musical number. It's just like, um, the star kid musical the guy who didn't like musicals where he's like everyone is in a musical number and starts singing and dancing around you and i know it sounds like a silly problem but think of the implications yes yeah. <laughs> this is the implications of this max being an involuntary musical number this is my personal favorite number of the show and that it's might be a little fun. bit of a hot take, but just because the scene is so fun when uh, they start doing the song Can't Stop Singing, and yeah. it's all about them being singing a song that they can't stop. They can't stop singing. That's literally it. So the, a ukulele guy walks by, and he's singing, he starts playing the ukulele, and they start singing, and it goes, what's going on? It's a whole song. They're just like... Oh, I can't stop singing. Can't make stop it kazooing. stop. Make it stop. <laughs> More just a prop, and they like tap dance. Yep, and that's a tap fun. dance break. There's a, all these different like practical effects that are going on. Yeah, they're all like real life effects. That's yeah, fun. like that you would see on stage, but it's on a beach. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cute. It's fun. Um, part of that song trended on TikTok for a while. Yeah, yeah. So cool. And then at the end, when it's finally over, the ukulele guy walks by again, and Max's like, no, 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 no get out of here. <laughs> so it's funny. Oh, also, one part of the song I really liked, um, she goes, we're stuck inside a musical review. And Brady goes, at least I'm here with you. Yeah, he's all the always the optimist in the situation. Yeah. Okay, cut to um, Tanner finally going where Layla is. 
uh, <laughs> there's a moment. So Layla's back is turned mm-hmm. and Tanner walks up and he's like, he's been walking and he stops for a second and he like catches his breath. He goes, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he, he takes a second to like prep the, whoa, hey. It's not natural. It's great. So funny. The way, um, I can't remember the name of the actor. Garrett Clayton. I have it up here. Um, his act performance of Tanner is fantastic. It's so. It's exactly what I want this to be. Mm -hmm. Tanner is just supposed to be a big, silly, goofy character. Yeah, and he does it well. So like, oh hey, you waiting for Mac? Yeah, you waiting for Brady? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then it cuts away. Um. So Mac and Brady are like, okay, let's go find Layla and Tanner. But the evil guys show up. They like are like crouching behind bushes and stuff, watching Mac and Brady. Like it's actually kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And then they pop out and they like go to capture Mac and Brady and they shoot Brady with this like stun laser yeah. thing. It's just a yeah. weird like taser thing. It's weird. It's sci-fi because that part of the movie's sci-fi. Yeah. Okay. Um, so back to Layla and Tanner. Um, Layla's like, we're gonna surf. Like she just wanted to tell someone. Tanner's like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And they're just like being silly. And Tanner's like, you know what? I kind of want to ride a bike. And Layla's like, what? That's awesome. And they're like, like oh my god, <laughs> it's just the movie wants to work itself out bad enough. Yeah, that these two are just gonna get together. Yeah, and they're like, who would have thought that we'd have so much in common? Like, maybe the person you thought was perfect for you wasn't the one perfect for you. You like mean, like, pl- you mean, like, him. you? And then, yeah, meant to be reprises. So a bunch of people just run in and start, like, running around them. And it's going, da-da-da, like, the meant to be song. And then uh, she goes up on the rock because there's people. And she's like, Tanner. And then she falls and he catches her like when he was I'm supposed to do. And then they, they sing, when it's meant to be. Um, like, yeah, the whole movie worked itself out in like two minutes. Yeah. Which is Cause great because that makes sense. That's how destined for each other they are. Yeah. It's like they spend two minutes They're alone together. Fictional characters that only end up together. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no fanfic yeah. in this. There's probably fanfic of the movie, but no fanfic for this. So then they're about to kiss, but they stop and they go, wait a minute. What about Mac and Brady? Um, And then they look down and the flower crown washed up to their feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tanner finds the flower crown and he goes, she would never take this off. He goes, Mac was wearing this. Well, then why did she take it off? Something must be wrong. <laughs> Like she would never take off she her would black. Never take it off. <laughs> so funny. But that's how they figure out something's wrong. Um, and then they do the thing where they look around. They keep like, hmm, 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 and like doing different poses of thinking, and then go. We have to go help. Oh my god, it's great. It's something again. Even just talking about this movie, I this movie. It's not highbrow. It's not going to really make you think or anything. But you're going to have a smile on your face if you let it. Happen. You you always say every time you watch, you just have a big smile on your That's face, like, like the whole. There's time. not other movies that I talk about that are really like that. Yeah, it's not. This is not my favorite movie of all time or no. anything. But if I was having a bad day, I could throw this on and know that it's going to get me at some point. Mm-hmm. And that's worth something in this world. Yeah. And that's like moments like this where it's just like. 
This is silly and I like it. Yeah. Okay. Not all art has to be highbrow. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the villains. They have Mac and Brainy tied up. And they tell them all about the evil plan. They monologue at them. And Mac goes, well, there's a flaw to your plan. And they're like, what? And she's like, I don't know. Isn't there always a flaw? Yeah. (laughs) And then the villains leave to go do evil things. Yeah, they leave them, like, alive and both with only one arm tied. But somehow they... they... No, they're both tied. They're, like, tied to the bars behind them. Yes, but they are able to hold hands at one point. It's because they're tied next to each other's hands, yeah. Okay, Leela and Tanner go to Big Mama's to recruit everyone to help take down the bad guys and save Mac and Brady. They say all of us need to work together, but the gangs don't want to work together. They're like, I don't want to work with them. But then, like, Tanner and Layla, like, hold hands, and they're like, but we're in love. And then Butchie, who, by the way, Butchie is Layla's brother. Yeah, I don't think we ever mentioned that. I don't think we mentioned that. That doesn't really matter, but Um, Brother, sister there. Uh, Butchie starts storming up to Layla and Tanner, and you think, like, there's going to be a fight. He's going to, like, fight Tanner. But instead, when he raises his hand, it's because he's crying. (laughs) (laughs) He raises a dramatic walk up to the front of the stage. Raises the hand like it's gonna slap him, yeah, and, and then just wipes away one tear. He waited to cry until it was a dramatic moment. And he shakes Tanner's hand and he's like, I love you, sis. Like, so Layla gets a boyfriend and he's like, I'm so happy for you, even though it's the main server. Bro. It's so funny, it was so easy to convince them. It's because they don't have time. To, like, do the whole plot of Wet Side Story where they band together. Like, the movie needs to happen, yeah. you know? Um, it's funny. So, like, let's do this together. And they run to go save the day. Um, so then the villains see that all the gangs are running down the beach. And inside um, are Brady and Mac. And they're all tied up. And this is when they have their big emotional talk. Um, Mac is like... You know, if we weren't here right now, I'd be on a plane to a private school where I don't really want to be. And he's like, really? Brady said, like, really? And she's like, yeah, Layla followed her heart. She's braver than I am. And Brady says, are you glad we came? And Max says, I couldn't be more glad. I'm tied up right now, but I've never been more free. And then she goes, you're right. What's the hurry to grow up when I can be stuck in 1962 with you? And then they magically get their hands untied and pull out a kazoo. I was not expecting the kazoo here. I was the whole time thinking, oh, you're going to do it for Can't Stop the You're just saying, like, I can't stop kazooing. <laughs> I, like, tried to lead you into that. No. This is when I decided to do it. They untied their hands. They both pull out a kazoo. <laughs> and it's slow and dramatic Oh, they're meant to be reprise two. Yeah, but this time it's slowed down. We haven't had slowed down meant to be. Wait until Teen Beach two. Oh boy, do they love singing meant to be, but slow down. 
Um, so this is the part where they hold hands, even though their hands are tied up. Also, they're playing a kazoo. They're all, they're playing kazoos and holding hands, and they're in love. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the villain works on the machine some more. Brady and Mac are like, "Do you really got to do this?" Um, this is the Kevin Chamberlain character, by the way, and they're like, "Um, yeah, you're actually just a villain in a movie." This is a movie. It's fake. And then he breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, he just stares directly at the camera. It's great. Yeah, and he's having like an existential crisis. And then the other villain runs in and he's still looking at the camera. <laughs> he fully figured out he's in a movie. Yeah. Um. And then and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, nothing. And then he goes to turn on the machine. An electric rays shoot out and the two gangs on the beach see the electric rays and they're like there it is the lighthouse and butchie f- for some reason is afraid of lighthouses he's like for some people it's snakes for me it's lighthouses yeah lighthouses are scary um so then they're like let's all run and then he tries to not go but um yeah. what's C-Cat? the girl's name no, no not see cats the girl giggles, giggles yeah giggles stops him yeah, and then they go and fight the lighthouse, and I don't yeah. mean fight the scientists at the lighthouse. No, I they mean, chase the scientists around, yes. too. Well, they fight the lighthouse. They're, like, punching the lighthouse. Yeah, they're, like, taking apart the machine, and then they're like, this is just like a motorcycle motor. And then Layla's like... This is just like surfing. <laughs> I can do it. And she um takes a hairpin and, like, takes it apart. And then Tanner catches her again, just like before. and. Brady and Mac are like, oh my god, look, they're together. They didn't even need our help. They didn't. Um, and they run out before the machine explodes, and um, but they leave the villains tied up to so like the die in the explosion. Away. Yeah, they don't die. They like explode up in the air and they end up in the middle of the ocean. So yeah. Um, so they're like running back to Big Mama's and they're like, Yay, the movie's back on track. That means we can leave. Oh my god, no. And it's like sad because now they don't want to leave. Um, the gang runs up and they're like, Yeah, we did it. And Layla says, Yeah, girls can do anything boys can do. Oh my god. Feminism lesson. Brady says, It's time for us to go home. And Layla says, What? No, you should stay. It's it's always like this. It's always perfect here. And Max says, But it's perfect. She isn't like me. She isn't perfect. She's not perfect. Uh, Max says it's perfect back where we're going too. I'll make sure of it. Oh, and then but they know. And they're like, "Thank you, Mac and Brady, for saving that day." And then Layla gives Mac her necklace, and they say friendship forever. Aww. And then Mac hugs Tanner goodbye. Also, because remember, Mac has emotional like growth with both these characters, and Brady doesn't hug anyone. He's yeah. just like, "Bye." <laughs> He's like, "I'm gonna watch you guys again." I watch you guys every day. <laughs> like, Mac, it's, it's crazy to me that she like ma- made an emotional connection with all these characters, and Brady just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, they take their magic surfboard just out in the water. Which okay, I thought this was silly that they're like, we gotta go home, and everyone in the movies like, yep. Bye, makes sense. Here's your magic surfboard. Okay. Go surf out into okay, the middle of the, the ocean. the logic in this movie doesn't make sense anyways, and I think it makes complete sense that no one 
Can you imagine though? You have friends that are like, "We gotta go," and yeah, they we just go start home. <laughs> Bye. We're going Adeline. to the ocean. <laughs> Of the ocean. I would think they were like mermaids for real. <laughs> they might be. Um, okay, so then this big storm starts when they're out in the water, the big waves are crashing in, and whoa, crazy. The waves crash, and then it's the same thing that happened before, like the surfboard pops up from under the water, and the braiding mac pop up. And they're like, Look, our our hair's wet. Oh, we're back yay. in the real they're world. Like an emotional, like relief of being wet and then they look over to the shore and they see like the grandpa and they're like look no time has passed like we did it we're here and then brady tells mac to go surf that big wave i promise i won't save you this time don't forget this is right after the storm where like everyone was wiping out so maybe they should wait for it to get (laughs) um max like if i didn't need saving i would want it to be you um and then brady leaves on his jet ski and then Max sees her grandpa and looks at the magic surfboard and it glows again. And then she looks at the necklace that Layla gave her and it's time to surf the big wave and everybody's watching. I guess it's safe now. I don't I don't know. You're right. It probably isn't. But everyone watches her to cheer her on. And the cuts of her like looking back and forth at the wave and stuff. It's like one second her hair is down and then she looks over and it's in a ponytail and then it cuts again and her hair is down and then she looks and she starts to surf her hair is in a ponytail. It's so bad. It's funny because the movie tells us to pay attention for things like this in the fake movie port. This is supposed to be the real life where it makes sense. Yep. And her hair is like ponytail, not ponytail. And also it's so clear some of the surfing shots like that's not that makes That's fine. But that makes sense. Yeah. Um. And then she surfs the wave and woo, everyone cheers for her. And she hugs Brady. Honestly, the real world parts are the worst part of the movie. They could have totally cut that out and we could have gotten more wet side story and I would have been happy. Yeah, but the movie runs long enough. <laughs> yeah. And she hugs Brady. And then Grandpa comes up and she's like, and he's like, Mac, you were outstanding. And then Antoinette comes up to yell at Mac. And she's like, we're late for everything. You're going to not graduate college now because you didn't go on this plane. And Mac is like, Aunt Antoinette, I love you, but you've been wrong. Bum, bum, bum. My mom wouldn't want me to be successful like you. I mean, like, you're happy what you're doing, and that's great. But she'd want me to do what I love. And that's being here. I want to stay here and be with Brady and surf. And I don't like know what I'm going to do with my future, but I don't have to know right now what I'm doing later. But I know I'm going to make my own choices. And Antoinette is like, fine, have it your way. You're headstrong like your grandfather. And Max like, that's a good compliment. And then they all hug. Yeah, and then Brady says, you know what we should do now? And Max says, surf. At the same time, Brady says, sing. Ah, and then we get an awkward music. Yeah, this okay, final musical number. They're in the real world. And there's no more cuts back to the fake world. No, we never, we don't see them again until the after credits scene. Um, So it's just Brady and Mac, and then they have a big crowd of random people behind yeah, them there's not characters here just also dancing and this is surfs up it's, it's up. the most forgettable of the actual numbers 
Pink it's, five, keep it alive. And then you drop down, 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 down. Like, it's fine. It's fine. But it's so lame. <laughs> Honestly, for this movie, that was, like, so good. Every musical number was, like, so fun. And this one does nothing. It is arguably a dance party ending, which is, like, an actual way to end a film. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to judge that more than the fact that, like, it's a musical. You can have an ending number even if it doesn't make sense. Like, that's fine. And it's, like, the end of the movie. I I don't really care about that. It's just the number itself does nothing for me. It's just weird because they've established that, like, random musical numbers are weird. Yeah. But they're having one in the real world. Like, they don't explain it, which is fine. It's the end of the movie. But what I think really kind of ruins it is that, like, you don't have any of your other characters that have been in this movie. Layla, Tanner. All the other surfers, all the other bikers are not here. And it makes sense because they're in their own movie. Yeah. But because of that, you just have Mac and Brady. Who weren't in the majority of numbers. Like, they were in the numbers, yeah, but, but they're like, not the focus. It's those two just standing in front of a giant crowd instead of like. And it's a crowd of nobodies. Yeah. Instead of like evenly spaced characters. Like, think about High School Musical 2, how that ended. And you have. All your main characters, there's like six of them at least. Mm-hmm. Honestly, a, a little more than six of like recognizable faces. Even High School Musical 1, it's like you have them all in front, evenly spaced out, filling up the whole screen with more dancers in the back filling. This doesn't work as an end number is what we're saying. Yeah, because it's just those two awkwardly standing, like dancing in front of a giant crowd of people. It just doesn't look good. In my opinion. I also feel like since they got rid of the extra bright 60s like filter that they had. Yeah. Just the whole thing looks darker. Yeah. It's like cloudy and it just makes it less fun. Yeah. The whole movie's really good about using color. But then in the real world where it's drab, it just makes the whole number less fun. If they did, um, Team Beach 2's opening number... We're going to briefly talk about yeah, it. We'll talk about this it more is what they should have done. So in Teen Beach 2, Mac and Brady have Wet Side Story projecting onto a screen. And they do a dance number of Brady and Mac dancing in front of the screen while all the characters in the movie are dancing, like, in the movie. And that's such a clever way of doing it's so this. so fun. It's like the one part of Teen Beach 2 I like. They should have done that to end. If they did that, it would have been a much better ending. But regardless, they didn't. We got to live with it. It just feels so weird to not include all the other characters in your final number. Yeah. I honestly, they could have just shown up and it could have been like a credit roll, take your bow type thing. Or like cut back and forth between the world, the real world, and the movie. There, there are a lot of good ways to fix this. They didn't do any of it. Let's just, we have to move on at some point. Yeah. Um, and then Mac goes, I'm Mac. And it, to be like, oh, my gosh, she gets it now. Yeah, I, it's not really. Yeah. yeah. The end. And then the credits start rolling and there's bloopers in the credits, which they haven't. They don't do it that often anymore. Um, it's so fun that they did it for this one. I always like when you do bloopers. I love bloopers. Credits. Like High School Musical 2 had bloopers. A, a lot of DCOMs do, but not a lot. A not lot. A, lot, a lot. But like probably somewhere between 10 and 30. I think that's too many. I feel like it'd be less than 10. I'm taking well, we, the under. We have seen uh, movies do bloopers. What other I think Girl vs. Monster did. 
No, not Garbage is Monster. Did. No. I think it did. No, it didn't. We don't have a good list <laughs> ahead of us. We're not going to be able to fact check anything without going through every decom and yeah. scrolling ahead to the credits. And we're not doing that. Well, the bloopers are fun. And then after the credits, there's an after credit scene. Okay. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Um, Layla Tanner and then like Butchie, Seacat, whatever. Some of the people from the gangs show up in the real world. They're walking out of the ocean and their hair is wet. And they're all freaking out because they're wet. Yeah. And they're like, well, where are we? And then a guy shows up with a phone. He's like, do you guys want to use my phone? And he shows them a picture of Justin Bieber. I don't know why that happened. Is that his phone background? Maybe. Maybe. It's just some, like, punk surfer dude. And they're like, what? What? Because I've never seen a phone before. And they're freaking out. I feel like they're going to drop the phone and it's going to get wet. And then they huddle around it. And that's how it ends. So they're, like, sequel baiting. They're sequel baiting. Um, and then in the actual sequel, they don't do the plot. Do, they don't do it exactly like that. Like they say, forget about that after credit scene. We're gonna do it differently, which is fine in yeah. theory. We're again, we're not gonna talk about Team Beach Two right now. We have a lot to say about Team Beach Two. Mm-hmm. We're gonna wait till the wheel gives us it. Yeah. All right. That's the movie. So that's it. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Um, this movie is so fun. Yeah. Like the real world stuff is whatever, but it's such a small part of the movie that um you can look past it easily. Like the core of the movie is when they're inside Wet Side Story and it is so much fun. I love musicals. Yeah. They musicals ham up great. the cheesiness, they lean into it so that everyone's a part of the joke. And the musical numbers, the choreography, so much fun. Like I think it's just a blast. I fully agree. I'm just going to spoil the lead on this. Going into this merit, like after watching every single Disney Channel original movie, all like 115 or so of them, this ended up as my second ranked. Yeah, movie. this is your second favorite decon. And I think it that holds. This is my, probably like my fourth time watching the film because mm-hmm. I've seen it a couple times since we first watched the marathon. It was one of the earlier ones we watched. It like, was pretty early. It was like yeah. 20th or so. Yeah. Um. Because we liked, we wanted to watch all like the big names and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was good. What yeah. can I, what can I say about it other than like, it just, I keep going back to the line. It gets a smile on my face for an hour straight. Mm-hmm. There is not much media that that happens for. Other pieces of media I'll be more invested in. Other pieces of media I will think more about deeply, but very few things other than like some of my favorite video games or something mm-hmm. will make me happy for an ex- that long of a time without yeah. a break. Yeah. And that is worth a lot to me. Mm-hmm. But it's for not sure. number one. No, there's another one that's number one. There's another you. one that's number one. Um, So final Jank House ranking was eight. So it made it top 10. Mm-hmm. Very high praise. Um, Benji said his is number two. My personal ranking, I have it at five, which is still incredible. Still incredible. High. Everywhere, everywhere, it's top ten, and uh, for us, it's top five. Like, very, very high praise for Teen Beach movie. We're not gonna hate on anything here, no, because there are good competition up here. We haven't gotten to a lot of the crazy good stuff. We just did Can of Worms, which is great in its own way, yeah. Just in how absurd it is. Yeah, this is the, to me. 
the best decom, that's good. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I think that's where I'll put it there. One of the few decoms that I will unambiguously recommend to people and mm-hmm. just say, I really like this movie. I w- it stands on its own. I'm happy I saw it. I never would have saw it if it wasn't for the original marathon. I did watch this before the marathon. I just like one of my cousins randomly because I was kind of past decom. So this came out in 2013. I was 14, not really watching Desert Channel anymore. But I, I have a cousin who's like a few years younger than me. And she's like, oh, that movie was good. And I think the sequel might have been coming out soon or something. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I don't know. I'll watch it. And I watched it. And I liked it. And then we watched it as a house. And I was like, yeah, this freaking slaps. Like, it really does. It works well with the crowd, too, where you can all just giggle at the same lines, the same yeah. stupidity. Yeah. You got to just except that it's not a serious movie if you're a fan of musicals i promise you'll like it yeah it does everything well it's mm. we can keep lauding his praises but at some point we should get to the wheel yeah so if you have thoughts on teen beach movie or any other decom email us at decom duo at gmail.com if you have thoughts about anything that's not decom related email us at the decom duo at gmail.com <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You ready to spin the wheel? Well, we got to make our predictions. We First do. of all, uh, follow the TikTok. We've been doing TikToks on there. Oh, it's yeah. The DCOM duo on TikTok. For yeah. sure. What do you think it's going to be? I'm going to predict. I'm really going to predict Descendants right now. No way. Yeah. We're going to get, we're getting some of the big boys out here. No way. I'm gonna predict um cloud nine. Let's go winter now that we've done summer and it actually is winter right now. All right. Roll it. Oh my goodness. Oh my gracious. It is Wendy Woo Homecoming Warrior. Wendy Woo Homecoming Warrior. Heck yeah. Brenda's song, it is your time. To shine. I mean, when isn't it Brenda Song's time to shine? This she's is, in the most decom. But this is solo, like she's the star. Yeah. This one. And that you can't say that about the other ones. Mm-hmm. All Th- right. This is Brenda Song being a badass bitch. But also just being kind of rude. <laughs> she fights Kung Fu though. It, it is yeah, cool. but also it's like mean. <laughs> she, I wouldn't vote for her for Homecoming, for homecoming queen what the heck i would vote for someone nicer she has to go save the world anyway she ain't got time to be homecoming queen yeah so let's She's just a homecoming, let her do that homecoming warrior all right so if you want to see that watch the movie and then we'll be doing a podcast on it in two weeks from yeah. christmas <laughs> tune in in two right. weeks bye happy holidays everyone merry new year Bye. Scenes for our next episode. More like Wendy who? Mooncakes. I'm pretty sure they ate mooncakes. Oh, uh, you want to lick my fingers? Yeah, lick your Dorito fingers. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fight yeah. my teachers. Yeah, yeah. Kung Fu. But Soccer. Also-
rich girl energy. Why are there so many homecoming battles in DCOMs? It's especially so in this like do. specific area. It's so easy. It's so dumb though. I don't like that plot. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. More like Wendy Boo. 